We finish out our first week of our new study entitled Grace Under Pressure today. It's Saturday, June 18th. We've been learning our first step in getting grace is seeing that we need it. It seems as long as we feel we're doing okay and we're coasting along in our lives, we don't think we need help. We don't even think we, we, we don't even think about God. But when the losses come, when we hit a wall and can't move forward in our lives, then our hearts become open. We become open to grace. We seek God and we know that we need him. This is what happened to my friend Alan Morris, who's also a member of Granada. He recently published a book entitled All In, How to Risk Everything for Everything that Matters. It's a powerful and honest accounting of Alan's story. You see, Alan seemed to be cruising along fine until he wasn't. A series of losses sent him on a journey that led him to deeper faith and to facing his own story. He hit a wall when he began having headaches. At first, his doctor thought Alan had a brain tumor, but the scans came back clean. Instead, Alan had internalized years of pain, and the pain was showing up in physical symptoms. Instead of the freedom he has in Christ, pain was driving his life. The point came when he couldn't deny what he was feeling, even if, if at first he couldn't put it into words. Here's our scripture reading for today. It comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 2 to 10. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up in the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, but God knows, was caught up to paradise and heard inexpressible things, things that no one is permitted to tell. I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself, except about my weaknesses. Even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool, because I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain so that no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I say or do, or because of these surpassingly great revelations. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said, My grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Now, this is an amazing autobiographical section of Paul's letter that he's written to the church in Corinth, and he reveals what no leader really wants to talk about. He explains reaching the heights of glory, going to the third heaven. This means being lifted up into the very presence of God. There is no better place to be. We would love telling everybody about that. But this isn't the place where he learned the sufficiency of God's love. That happened when the thorn he repeatedly prayed to have removed, well, it stuck with him 
The pain that was present wasn't lifted. But pain became the pathway to a deeper dependence on God. You see, the man that spent a lifetime feeling and being strong learned a depth to God's love in his own weakness. And he never could have learned this otherwise. Have you ever noticed that pain is the doorway to a deeper understanding of God's grace? That is what Alan talks about in his book. God led him into a group with other men who could share their lives in complete security and confidentiality. And this helped to open the way for him to begin processing what he had managed to deny and suppress. It's true. It's a scary thing to admit our lives are not working, to admit we are stuck and in trouble. But our troubles become the welcome mat to God's grace. And that's why I think Paul came around to saying that he came to delight in his difficulties and hardship. They had driven him to God, and he has found the grace of God to be sufficient. Maybe that's part of the problem. We are afraid to face the pain because we're afraid there's no solution. We are afraid that it won't lead to a good result. We'd rather hide or divert our attention to something else or deny what is going on in our hearts. And we think this is the only way we can survive. But survival is not God's goal for us. He wants to give us freedom, freedom in Christ. It's remarkable to read Paul talking about the greatest struggle of his life and doing so with delight. But this is where Jesus takes us and how his grace opens the way for healing. I liked Alan's book because he does what I find Paul doing. He models a vulnerability that helps me become more honest about my own heart and my own need. And he shares how God has led him to a greater freedom from those things that were keeping him from the life Jesus talks about, the life that he gives in all its fullness. Now the question I have as I read Paul is, have we gotten honest about our thorn? And if so, have we tapped into the even deeper resources of God's grace? Let me read again. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake I delight in weaknesses and insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Let's pray. Almighty God, the resources of your grace are so vast, so much greater than our needs. We come before you crying out that the thorn might be removed, at the same time resting in our weakness, because here we learn your strength. Enable us to do that in Christ, for we pray in his name. Amen.